you're listening to The Positive Professional with me, Tracy Yvonne. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 43. Today I'm going to be discussing racial trauma and its effects on mental health, what it means and how it impacts us all on an individual and systemic level. So what is trauma? Trauma itself is defined as emotional response to a terrible event, such as an accident, sexual assault, or even a natural disaster. Following the event, one can experience feelings including of shock or even denial. Long-term reactions and effects can be flashbacks, strained relationships, unpredictable emotions, and even physical symptoms like nausea or headaches. So what is racial trauma? Now, when it comes to racial trauma or race-based traumatic stress, it refers to the mental and emotional injury caused by encounters with racial bias and ethnic discrimination, racism, and hate crimes. Anyone who's experienced these types of discriminatory behaviors can suffer from race-based traumatic stress. This stress can lead to a number of other issues that not only impact one mentally, but even biologically. Although these incidents of race-based discrimination and trauma are not limited to the United States, Black and Indigenous people of color are the most vulnerable due to a system of white supremacy. So what are some sources of racialized trauma? According to the MHA National org website. Racialized trauma can originate directly from other people or can even be experienced within a much wider system. Therefore, one can feel the effects of it through a direct interaction where racism is enacted on you or someone can experience vicariously. An example of that is when you are exposed to seeing videos of other people facing racism. And with today's widespread ability to share information instantly via the internet and social media, these recurring images and videos of racialized trauma is even easier for individuals to access, causing some to either become desensitized or even more traumatized as time progresses. Now, when it comes to racial discriminatory behavior, it can be displayed on both a macro or micro level. Microaggressions, which is a term that was coined by Dr. Chester M. Pierce in 1970, describe insults and dismissals which he routinely witnessed non-Black Americans inflicting on African Americans. Macroaggressions include more overt instances of racism, including an individual and systemic level, while microaggressions tend to be more displayed in interpersonal or individual interactions. So what are some examples and types of race-based discrimination? First, we have individual racism. Following the COVID-19 outbreak in the United States, there were nearly 1,500 reports of anti-Asian racism in one month. These reports included both physical and verbal attacks. While in 2018, 38% of Latinx people were verbally assaulted for speaking Spanish told back to go back to their countries, and called racial slurs and or being treated unfairly by others. And even through social media, Twitter reported 4.2 million anti-Semitic tweets in just the English language alone. 
These tweets included stereotypes, promotion of anti-Semitic personality or media, symbols, slurs, or anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, including Holocaust denial. Examples of systemic racism include in the United States alone, African-American only account for 12% of the nation's population, yet make up around 33% of the total prison population. A large sum of this overrepresentation is a direct reflection of the racist arrests and policing, along with racist sentencing practices in the criminal justice system. Historical and current policies concerning racial displacement, segregation, and exclusion have all left Black and Indigenous people of color less likely than their white counterparts to own their own homes, despite their equivalent level of education, income, location, age, and marital status. These issues of historically race-based discrimination extends to various communities, such as the erasure of the Asian Pacific Islanders in the Asian or Pacific Islander category by the United States Census data, which has seriously restricted their access to opportunities in these communities. Historically, segregation forged within the occupation sector has created a barrier for African-Americans to hold jobs that offer retirement savings and other benefits that many white people have been able to obtain. These issues are consistent within research that indicates there is a distinct wealth gap between white Americans and African Americans. And lastly, the lack of cultural competence in therapy training, financial incentives, and geological isolation have created barriers in providing appropriate or mental health resources in the Native American communities. Rate of suicide in these communities is 3.5 times higher than racial and ethnic groups within lower rates of suicide. So let's talk about the impacts on mental health. And before I dive deeper, it's important for us to remember that anyone can experience racial trauma. However, in the United States, larger levels of power and privilege are often presented to people who or who present as being white in the social construct of race. If therefore those who experience this form of race-based discrimination and trauma often fall outside of the white race. For those who are constantly targeted by race-based discrimination, it can cause detrimental psychological impacts on them and their communities at large. Mental health issues such as depression, chronic anger, reoccurring thoughts of the event, and physical reactions such as headaches, chest pains, insomnia, and more, low self-esteem, hypervigilance, and mentally distancing from the traumatic events. Over time, these small incidences of race-based discrimination called microaggressions can eventually add up to harming individuals mentally. And to be constantly dismissed, belittled, or viewed as other in your day-to-day -day life can be excruciating weight on oneself. These forms of discrimination can go as far as being given a heftier sentence in prison versus one's white counterpart in the equivalent crime. And we have seen multiple examples of this. Sadly, these forms of racial discrimination can and have often result in one's loss of life due to police brutality and other hate crimes. 
Now, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about the different types of stressors that people can experience as a result of race-based discriminatory acts. Today's episode is brought to you by Ivy Elite Training. Are you looking for low-cost professional development workshops, topics like emotional intelligence, diversity and inclusion, and more? Then visit www.ivyelitetraining.com. That's www.ivyelitetraining.com. talk about the different types of stressors people can experience. Direct traumatic stressors. This occurs direct trauma as a result of living in a society of structural racism or constantly being on the receiving end of individual racist attacks. And examples of these are being heavily policed for your race or culture or barriers to home ownership. And the next is vicarious traumatic stressors. And a major example is when African-Americans are constantly exposed to brutal police killings of other African-Americans. As such, the video associated with George Floyd. These incidents can lead to traumatic stress reactions even if you're not directly related to the situation at hand. One can experience racing thoughts, wondering if this can happen to you next and cause someone to become anxious in public or even at home. And a transmitted stressor would be symptoms of stress transferred from one generation to the next. This can be seen through descendants of the chattel enslavement, descendants of the Holocaust survivors, and historical trauma shared by the Native Americans, including boarding school, massacre, and more. So what are some other effects of race-based trauma? Race-based trauma and injuries don't only impact you emotionally, but they can go on as far as impacting you biologically and socially. Being routinely exposed to triggering events such as microaggression, discrimination, and violence can lead to negative health outcomes such as cardiovascular disease, increased risk of stroke, lower birth weights, high blood pressure, and high rates of asthma. In reference to social, while systemic racism can lead to feeling trapped leading to individuals maybe dropping out of school, substance abuse and use, gang activity, and self-harm. It's important to note that racial trauma is in fact very dynamic and detrimental to those receiving this mistreatment. In reference to long-term effects, examples of this could be lack of housing, food scarcity, inadequate health resources, and poor education. All of these effects are passed down through generations of families causing the lineages to not have access to thriving. Their main focus tends to be survival. Overall, the most significant and profound result of race-based trauma is death. According to the studies, the mental, physical, and emotional health issues related to racial trauma accumulate over time, causing a higher rate of suicide in African-American teens. Therefore, we must consider how these issues as a whole impact not just this generation, but ones to come.
How can we better our society to better our mental health overall? So how do you know if you have race-based traumatic stress? You may be able to do a self-assessment of symptoms. However, diagnosis of race-based traumatic stress requires assessment by a qualified mental health professional. If you believe that you may be suffering from race-based traumatic stress injury, it's important to seek therapy from a multicultural and racial trauma-informed therapist. These therapists work to create an open, culturally affirming, empowered space for you to heal from the racialized trauma in all various forms. So how can you address racial trauma? The truth of the matter is that healing race-based traumatic stress is complex, and it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. While self-care tends to be a go-to when it comes to certain mental health conditions, unfortunately, it doesn't always apply as well in this case. It's recommended that people find places where they feel like they have power and influence. Then exercising that power and influence in helpful ways can be a huge step towards reclaiming a sense of empowerment. So what can allies do? Have a difficult conversation outside of your immediate circle or echo chamber. Read from people that you may not automatically agree with and understand your privilege as a member outside of the minority group that you are seeking to assist. Your goal should be to lighten the load of others, which means that you shouldn't be burdening black and indigenous people of color with questions and or expectations that they should educate you on their struggles or culture. Do your research and due diligence. Be present and vocal when your support is required. This isn't the time to be neutral or to stay behind the scenes. Your help is needed on the front lines of this issue. Also, using your political involvement and where you choose to spend your money. It all comes down to how you use your power and privilege to support and uplift others. As a whole, racial trauma impacts everyone involved, whether they have experienced the discrimination directly or have been on the other side of it. Although there have been many who do not pay for their hate crimes in terms of race-based discrimination, those within that race group can eventually be viewed as not being trustworthy or feared. As of recently, many who are on the other side of race-based discrimination and behaviors are serving time in prison as well. Race-based discrimination causes many individuals in various racial groups to live in a constant state of fear due to these historical and even present-day tensions. It can cause victims to perpetually doubt themselves, which can lead to issues of low self-worth. Racial trauma can also lead to children growing up to believe that their value in society is of lower standard. Viewing media, news stories, and books that constantly praise whiteness over anything else, and in the same breath diminish people of color, can impact individuals as well to believe that they cannot contribute much to society or even to their own communities. The chronic stress associated with race-based trauma can also play a major part in the interpersonal relationships with those targeted groups. 
and can lead to chronic diseases associated with stress, such as anxiety, high blood pressure, and depression, to name a few. So what is the solution? While there are many proposed solutions and discussions surrounding how to combat the impacts of racial trauma, allow me to leave you with a passage from an article posted on NAMI.org. As the struggle for equality continues, it's critical for Black people to carefully consider the effects of these repeated images and videos on their mental health. For those who feel repeatedly triggered, it can be helpful to mitigate exposure as much as possible by unfollowing accounts that post these videos and images or setting content blocks and limits on your phone. Additionally, reach out to family and friends if you feel overwhelmed and need to talk to someone who you trust, who understands. And lastly, if your mental health is suffering, it's essential to consider seeking culturally competent mental health care. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to you tuning in to another episode. Make sure that you've subscribed to this podcast and don't forget to click the like button. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Stay safe and be well.